My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I cannot believe that this is real right now. (laughs) You're so sweet. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. I can't wait to chat with you. Thank you for having me. This is, I don't even have words to say how honored I am that you were inspired by my story when my story wouldn't have been possible without superhuman. So it's a podcast that I listen to all the time and now I'm on it. It's just an overwhelming full circle moment of emotions. Well, Grace, I'm so happy to have you and I just cannot wait to dive into your story. You've had an incredible transformation and I am so honored that myself and or superhuman has helped you at all along the journey. So I'd love to dive right in. So you posted one of your super story posts. When was it back in October? Yes. And this was a comparison photo or a carousel. I'm looking at them now, a carousel of comparison photos. And I relate so much to your story. Um, I want to just kind of start off with you explaining who the old self was before we get into how you became the new self, the strategies and the tools that you use to become the new self. I would love to know from your words, who was grace 1.0 and uh, how did she feel about herself? Yeah. Grace 1.0 was just constantly in a low vibrational mindset. And this really all kind of settled in I'm sure in high school, but really in college, when I went to college, I was just became this perfectionist. I was this type A perfectionist who needed to have it all together. And in that time frame, I lost my self-esteem. I was living in a victim mentality. And for most of the time, I thought it was just stress from school. I had no idea that I had little to no self-esteem because I needed to have it think people I needed to show that I had it all together. So I didn't even know that I had little to no self-esteem. I was just burning out my body with my workouts. I was constantly trying to look the best. And in so in doing so, I was trying to be as skinny as possible. I wasn't nourishing my body properly. And I was still going out and partying and drinking a ton. And then it was just low vibration. Yeah. All around. Yeah. I feel I resonate a lot with you and I feel so many people listening can resonate a lot with you. I feel so many of us have gone through this phase of just hating our bodies and feeling like getting skinnier or focusing on something to control will just make us happy. When did you come to the realization specifically with body that this was just not the answer to joy in your life? My, when it came to my fitness, I didn't actually come to that realization until last year. So through that time, through the past three years, I was healing my mind. 
I was healing my low vibration and, you know, my victim mentality, but I was still in that I need to be skinny. I need to be working out and doing hit workouts for an hour and a half a day and just, you know, burning my body into the ground. And it wasn't until last year, it wasn't even like a specific moment of time. I think my body was just tired. And I was like, this is not working. I was seeing photos of myself where I was really skinny. And in my past self, I would have loved them. And I just wasn't seeing myself in that anymore. And I kind of just said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm turn. I'm doing something different because clearly this is not working. Mm-hmm. And by then I was already healing, you know, my mindset and my mental health. And then once I started focusing on my physical health too, that just snowballed my mental health in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. The weight loss obsession and body obsession thing was one of the last things to go for me too. It's like, we do all this work in our internal world thinking, oh, this, you know, I wouldn't say obsession uh, at the time, but you know, this love for health and fitness, that's what mine was kind of painted as, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. And I'm working on myself. I'm doing the personal development. Um, this is just a good thing to be focused on to improve. Right. Right. And then you get to a point where you do all the inner work and you suddenly come to the conclusion yourself, wait a minute, is this something that I also need to heal? Right. It, it always happens like that. It seems, you know, we don't, we, we start this journey for a reason and then it always ends up just turning into a whole new thing. So Next question I would love to ask you is when did you find superhuman and what kind of on top of superhuman, because I know you're an avid user, what other practices did you use um, for your transformation to start really turning into this person that you've always wanted to be your ultimate self? Right. So I actually got introduced to superhuman by my best friend, Mary Dan. Um, We were in the same program at school and it was our junior year right before we got sent home for COVID. And we were both just not in it. We were studying for eight hours a day and then we were working out for so long. And I never really told anybody that because I was such a perfectionist. I couldn't let anyone know that there was anything wrong, but I started to open up to her about it. And she was like, you have got to download this app that I got. It is so good. And at the time it was still called Mimi method. And I said, I don't know. I've tried some meditations online. Like I'll download it, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to help me. And I started using it. Honestly, I think I started using it because it was just something I could, you know, check off the list of I'm being productive. And then one day before an exam, I was so nervous and I was like, you know what, let's just try meditation. It'll be good karma at least. And it was one of your first golden light meditations. I remember it so vividly. I sat on my floor in my apartment and I locked my bedroom door because I didn't even want like my roommates to come in. I was still in that low setting and something in that meditation came over me where I had never felt anything like it before. And I was, I felt like I was floating. It was, I didn't even know that looking back on it now, I had no idea myself at that such a low state could get to such a high point in that meditation And from there, I was like, okay, there is something here. And there is something that I'm not doing right because I need to be feeling like this all the time. So from that meditation for the next three years, everything I've been doing has been gearing myself to set, to look for what can make me 
feel like that again, because that was at such a low state and I don't want to be at that low state anymore. But somehow my higher self brought me out of that in that moment to show myself like, Hey, this is what you can feel like. You don't have to be like this. Like it can all be okay. So ever since then, I've just been chasing that feeling. And one of the main practices besides meditation that I've been doing was really just gratitude, which sounds so overarching and broad, but it was something that I had never practiced. I had never looked for the small moments in life and being sent home for COVID about a month after that was honestly one of the best things that could have ever happened to me because it forced me to be home, stuck at home with my family, not being able to do anything. And I was like, how am I going to make the most of this? Well, I'm going to find joy in every single day. And it had to be in the mundane because I was just at home. I wasn't going anywhere. So I was finding gratitude in my meditation. I was getting outside. I was doing these long dinners where I would cook with the windows open. And honestly, that and meditation were the two things in the beginning that just radically transformed my mind because I started being so positive where my family was probably like, you're kind of like way too positive. But for me, I was like, I didn't know you could feel like this. Like I thought I was positive before this, but I am realizing now I was far from it. Like this is a whole new level of bliss. Yeah. It's a whole new life when you bring on that perspective and, you know, even me to this day, I still fall off and I forget I forget that this is how you're supposed to live. Mm -hmm. And even I was just traveling for a month and I've kind of felt like I have not been super on it and not doing my regular routines every day and giving myself excuses as to why I don't have time or stressing out too much about something work-related where I I should just be embodying the energy that I want to create more of. And even as I teach it, I know deep down it's the truth, but it's hard because you're human and you want to revert back to these old ways of being sometimes. How, if someone listening right now knows, they know that you want, that they want to feel this way, that they want to make this shift, but they can't seem to bounce back and they can't seem to find that discipline, that motivation, that, that vigor for life to just get back on the bandwagon, turn on their first meditation, write down what they're grateful for, get into that new higher vibration state of being. What would you tell them from someone that's done it themselves? How do you bounce back when you're feeling really unmotivated? I would say one focus on one thing because the same thing where through this transformation, I've, I've, I've grown so much, but I have so many ebbs and flows where maybe I'll go a week or a month without even meditating because, you know, it's just that season of life that we're in. And when that happens, because in this time I've built so many habits, I focus on one thing, even if it's just making my bed. Okay. For a week, I'm going to make my bed. And then the next week I'll add in two more habits and the next week I'll grow because if I do, if I don't do that, I'll start, I'll think so big. I'll say, I have all these habits that I know I can do. Why am I not doing them? Because it was just, it's just too much for me. What, whatever season of life that I'm in, it was, I just need to cut back and do one thing. And that's the advice I'll give. And I'll also say one thing that has helped me that I don't know if it will help everyone, but faking a smile even when you don't feel like smiling to yourself in the mirror has been something that at first was so uncomfortable. And now that is the one thing that can change my mood in the morning. And it is the one thing that will bring my confidence back out when I'm feeling low. 
is I will go in the mirror and I'll just start smiling to myself, maybe start saying a few affirmations. And at first when it was so uncomfortable, I didn't want to do it. But even after it was uncomfortable, it helped me so much to get back to that mindset of, okay, this is, we're good. We're good. We can do this. We can be positive. We can get back on it. Yeah. You know, there's, there is actual science that proves that smiling, like using those muscles that make you smile actually does trigger a part of your brain that releases dopamine or there's some sort of science there that I've, I've read about. Um, so it's so true. It's an amazing tip. And even just like, for me, I've noticed the same thing, changing your physiology when you need to bounce back. Like, even if it's just like having a better posture or just holding yourself in a certain way, you can see when someone is physically depressed because their body shape, they're just like, you know, they're in and -hmm. they're curved back and they're looking down and they're not bright and open. So that's something that immediately changes your state too, for everyone listening that I would love to, to add in. But Um, Okay. So Grace, you went from, and I'm reading part of your caption here. You went from ridden with anxiety and extreme lack of confidence. And you cared so much more about how you looked than how you felt. And I would love for you to tell the listeners, where are you now? Where are you today? The real Grace that stepped away from that old self and stepped in to the new self through everything that we just spoke about. Yeah. So now I mean, I will say I'm still pretty type A. That is something that I'm still working on every day, but it's just like, it's just who I am. But I have very little stress. And when I do, I am able to pull myself out of it. Even today, right before this call, I was texting my best friend, Mary, and I'm like, honestly, I'm getting really stressed out. And she was like, why? Why? Look back at what you've done. Why would you ever be stressed about this? And I was like, wait, you're right. So I'm way less stress. And I've found just how to flow. I've learned how to just, you know, kind of go with life and not take everything so seriously, which is something that I did so much in the past. I just thought everything had to be so serious. And the biggest thing I think is that I stopped looking for external validation and I started looking for internal validation when I was at my lowest point, I, and my confidence was so low, I could never give myself a compliment. I was always needing it from my friends, from my boyfriend, from my parents, when it came to school, from my teachers, I could never give myself that validation and working so hard to just look at myself in the mirror and say, Hey, you look great today and not care about what anybody else thinks that has changed my mindset completely. And that is honestly why I am the way that I am now. Why I am so confident. And what I've been realizing in this transformation is I was never gaining confidence that I didn't have. I always had it, but I just needed to find it again. You know, looking, I'd look back in younger photos of myself. And I know you've done the same thing. You've posted about younger photos of younger Mimi. And I would look back and I'm like, she was so confident. Like, where did that go? And just trying to embody my younger self has created such a positive change in my life. I I couldn't agree more. It's the most beautiful thing to come back to. It's like, it's who we've always been. And in your carousel story of your super story at the end, you have a little before and after of you and your younger self. And she's so cute. cute. And she's so full of light. And it's just, it reminds me of when I look back at photos of myself, it's like, you were so innocent and pure and full of love. And you saw potential and everything. And it's like, 
why don't I want to, you know, like, why aren't we acting like her anymore? Like, so we have to get back to that acting like, you know, your younger self who just was honest about how she felt too. I feel like children are so good at just showing their emotions. And when, when we're, when we become adults, we just, we, we bury things in and, and we don't express much. And I think that's something that, that is bad because we then store this emotion, this energy, and it causes issues. And, and just adds all these layers, deep layers to heal. So yeah, you know, I, I really loved that. And um, I'm so excited for you and for where you're continuing to go, you know, with this work. I would love to hear just from my curiosity, um, what kind of category on superhuman do you use the most? And what's like your routine with it? Because everyone uses it kind of differently. And I'd love to hear what categories uh, you go to first, if you listen to the same ones repeatedly, or you're always listening to the new ones coming out. I'd love to hear how you use the app. Yeah. So first thing I do every morning is I'll do a meditation. And those are always shorter because I'm still kind of tired I can't really bring myself to focus in for that long, but I still want to, you know, set the tone for my day. So then I'll usually do a pep talk because those are, you know, just three minutes quick. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. Let's get up. Let's do this. But the ones that I use the most are the walking meditations. I am so big in nature. I mean, I feel my most at peace when I'm in nature and I'm always going on walks, especially with my dog. So when I can go on a walk and turn on a walking meditation and, you know, just be watching the trees, looking at the sky. It helps me just really zone into the meditation because as much as I've worked on myself and grown over the past three years, if I sit down to do a 30 minute meditation, my mind will still wander a lot. And when I'm outside, my mind can wander, but it's because I'm, you know, looking at the trees and taking in all the nature while still listening to this podcast. So the walking meditations are my top ones that even if I'm not walking, I'll still turn them on just because I feel like I can zone into them more. Yes. I, I totally agree. I, I don't remember the last time I did an over 30 minute long seated meditation. I don't even remember the last time I did a 20 minute long one. Like it's just, yeah. yeah, I love the walking ones. I love the getting ready ones lately as well. And um, it, it's just so much easier when you can multitask and do it. And right. it's, honestly, just as effective if you just focus on it. Oh it's my gosh. Yeah. As effective. yeah. Yeah. I've also been using the just music yeah. while I work during the day, because sometimes I get in the bad habit of if I'm doing kind of mindless work tasks, you know, very easy work tasks, I'll throw on a show in the background. Yeah. And I really had to stop that right away because I just instantly knew that that was not going to be a good habit to form. So instead of doing that, I turn on the just music. It creates such a just aesthetic vibe while I'm working and I have my cup of coffee with me and it's amazing. Yeah. Love that. That's such a great, such a great vibe. Um, well, well, Grace, it was amazing to meet you, to have you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can everyone find you if they want to follow along your journey? I know you have a pretty amazing Instagram page here, all about holistic health, wellness, fitness, confidence building, and all that good stuff. So plug yourself. Where can everyone find you? Yeah. So you can find me at, at good life by grace. And there's an underscore at the end. And then my username is the same on TikTok. I post the same kind of stuff on TikTok, but it's a little more, you know, like raw, unedited, you know, not as aesthetic. Um, But yeah, good life by Grace. And I also have a website where I post some recipes and things. And I have a YouTube channel. They're all good life by Grace. 
Um, yes. And yeah, that, yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs>